1: Today joining Dan, we have Robin Sharma. Robin is a globally respected humanitarian best-selling author and the founder of the Robin Sharma Foundation for Children, a not-for-profit venture that helps children in need lead better lives. His new book, The 5AM Club, is currently one of the best-selling books in the world. Now, here's your host, Dan Locke.
2: Robin, welcome to the Dan Lok Show. You are someone that I have been studying your work for so many years, since your earlier book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, also the the greatness guy. And I'm so excited that we can connect and we can talk leadership, we can talk about morning ritual, we can talk about business, and so many other things. So welcome to the show.
1: Uh, Dan, it's really a pleasure, and I want to applaud you for all your success and the impact you're having on so many people.
2: And the impact that you've had on me on, even on leadership, a lot of my leadership lessons and skills and, and that I've picked up along the way from you uh, to be able to lead the team that, that we have. So first question that I want to ask is, talk talk to us about the, the new book, right? The 5 AM Club. Why did it take you so long like to, to write this book?
1: Maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a slow writer. No, um, <laughs> I think, you know, I think we live in a world, Dan, where there's, there's a real tendency to push mediocrity you know it's very easy to put out half work mm. and the the heroic creatives that i admire whether it's a, a van gogh whether it's a steve jobs whether it's a mandela whether it's a shakespeare mm. these people all had this really unique philosophy and it was it's better to push one master work out into the world than a thousand mediocrities mm. And so <clears throat> more than ever, you know, and I hope this sounds humble, but I I, I see myself less a, a, of an entrepreneur and less of a leadership teacher and more of an artist or, or a creative. Mm. And so what I wanted to do with the 5AM Club is – I wanted to to in many ways be my legacy work I wanted it to be a manifesto for mastery that any human being that might feel stuck they might have lost their access to their gifts and their talents they they might be frustrated with life or they know they want more I wanted this book to to serve them at a very core level and help them remind themselves of their primal genius remind themselves to of their hope, remind themselves of how the great ones do it. And so I, I, I painstakingly wrote every line with great care. Every model that I used to teach to the billionaires, the top performers I've worked with, I just wanted it to be the single best piece of work that I could possibly release.
2: Mm, and what inspired you to write this particular book? Because you've written a lot of books, like I mentioned in the past, the Greatness Guy, which which I love. I mean, there's so many other books i have written in the past. Thank why, you. why this particular book?
1: Well, I you know this the the 5 a.m. Club method and the 2020 20 formula that I teach in the book comes from my work with billionaires CEOs and a lot of the fortune 500 Mm. and Dan Dan when when I mentor these these elite performers One of the first things I do is I help them calibrate a world-class morning routine Mm. See the Spartan warriors say sweat more in training and you'll bleed less in war and as entrepreneurs it's a war out there it's a war against distraction it's a war against competition it's a war against frustration Mm. and what i help these elite performers understand over 23 years of mentoring them is joining the 5am club and getting that first hour of your day right is Mm. the mother of all routines Mm. because if you work on your mindset, your heart, these other words I introduced in the book, your heart set, health set, and soul set, mm. then it's six o'clock, and you have fortified your focus, mm. you have increased your energy, you have reconnected to your mission, you've battle-proofed your hope, you walk out in the world, your day is fundamentally different. And so I, I just realized the importance of a great morning routine for exponential productivity.
2: Mm, and so in, before we get into what we should do, what do people do, do it wrong, right? In the morning, maybe, <laughs> I, I, I'm guilty of this in the past, before I develop my morning uh, ritual is, you know, we would right, get up in the morning, we brush our teeth, and we get into the emails, right? Which I always say emails is other people's agenda, right? Then you, you're putting out fires, you're getting distracted, and before you know it, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and now you're in this kind of chaotic state, right? Uh, what do most people do wrong when it comes well, to
1: money you know, well you know dan dan you're 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 a great expert on helping people make fortunes and one thing i have learned in all these years teaching elite performance and leadership is yes. that people's phones are costing them their fortune ooh i love it in that. In the 5M Club, I say an addiction to distraction is the death of your crave production. We all know now a lot of social media was built around gamification and the the dopamine loop designed to hook people. And so, you know, victims love entertainment and trivialities and artificial entertainment. Oh yes. Because it's, a, it, it's an escape from having to go out there and to reveal your genius to the world. Mm. Leaders and elite performers are very different. They understand that technology is an awesome servant and it's a terrible master. And so what I believe in terms of some specific things that people do wrong and mm. this is just, you know, we wake up in the morning too late. Oh, there's, yes. there's a magic at 5 a.m. There's a reason why the great creatives, uh, Michelle Obama, uh, the uh, Howard Schultz of Starbucks, um, Tim Cook of Apple, a lot of absolutely great performers get up early because it, it gives you this psychological advantage. So people get up too late, then they spend the rest of the day just chasing the day. People get up first thing in the morning. They watch the news, which releases cord as all the fear hormone and gets them off their game. You're right. They check their social media feeds or they check email, which takes them down the most horrific rabbit holes. But we are paid to release mastery into the marketplace and the marketplace rewards the magic that we push, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. And so what I suggest there's, you know, and I talk about all of this in the book, but there's a concept called the five great hours. I think great, great entrepreneurs, you don't need to work more than five genius grade hours a day. Mm -hmm. But those five hours need to be real work versus fake work. And so we can change the world or we can play with our phones we don't get to do both so I would encourage people check the news later in the day or or forget the news you know social media hire someone to do it or do it later in the day but take those first five hours after you've done your 5 a.m. morning routine and really spend some time with your family and then lock yourself away like Edison in his Menlo lab and find this place where you go dark and then that allows your, your brain to get in the flow state. There's a model in the 5M club club called transient hypofrontality, which explains how entrepreneurs and creative people can divorce themselves from the world and drop into flow state on a daily basis. Mm. And that's when you really win.
2: Yes, it's, it's very interesting because the concept in the, in the past when I was just running and running and, and you're chasing, you're busy, and you feel very, very busy, right? And as entrepreneurs, in, in some way, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, we are addicted to that busyness, right? I like guess we wanna feel significant. Hey, let me make the decisions. Let me put out the fire. You have a problem, I can solve that for you, mm-hmm. right? And, and I had to myself learn that, hey, you know what? I need to step back and, and actually block out a time and have what I call the thinking time that it's no distraction, just me and maybe a notepad, and I think, and I ask myself some profound questions. And so in the morning, instead of getting all distracted, what should we do if you could share with us the 2020 formula? That would be great.
1: Well, absolutely. Um, I think the, the starting point is that, according to the research of University College London, Dan, mm-hmm. it takes 66 days to install a new habit mm-hmm. through the power of neuroplasticity. Mm. Which is our which is our brain's ability to change. Mm. So, any one of your many listeners from around the world or viewers from around the world who says, "I can't join the five a.m. club," "I can't win the battle of the bed," "I can't put mind over mattress," "I can't get up early," I would say, all of us are built to grow. We're mm. built to evolve. We're yeah. built. We're built to be heroic. Mm. But most of us try a new strategy or a new habit for maybe seven days, Yes. it, fa- it feels yes. a little difficult because it's new, and then we fill our minds with it, excuses and we say, I'm not the kind of person who can rise before the sun. Yes. And so in, in the 5am club, I say you can cling to your excuses or you can do world-class work, you don't get to do both. So mm. the first thing to remember is habit installation is a process, it's 66 days. And all change is hard at first. It's messy in the middle,
2: and gorgeous. it's beautiful,
1: and it's yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous at, at the end. It's yes. gorgeous at the end. Okay, that's right. So now, what it, once you're up at five a.m., and it becomes automatic after a period of days and weeks, what do you do? Well, the 20-20-20 formula, at a very high level, is simply this: the first twenty minutes from five to five twenty, yes. you move. Now, why do you want, right? The first thing you want to do is you want to sweat, Dan, because when you sweat, you release BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Now, this is uh, incredible for entrepreneurs. BDNF allows you to process more quickly. You can actually repair brain cells damaged by stress. You mm-hmm. can actually increase the neural connections, which allow you to see opportunities your competition can't see. I get mm-hmm. deep into it in, in the chapter on the 2020 formula in the book, but let me also say, when you exercise first thing in the morning, you re- re- reduce cortisol, which is your fear hormone. Mm-hmm. That, that promotes confidence and optimism, mm. you release serotonin, which makes you feel better. You increase your metabolic rate, which gives you energy. And for entrepreneurs, energy is more valuable than even intelligence. Mm. Now it's five twenty. Yes, you fundamentally, you fundamentally feel different. You feel stronger. Five twenty to five forty. The second pocket of the 20-20-20 formula. This is where you reflect. This is where you can review your game charts. Mm. This is where you can pray. Mm. This is where you can meditate. Yes. Where you can visualize. This is where you can do what I do almost every morning. I write Mm. in a journal. Mm, Journaling,
2: okay.
1: Yeah, journaling. It builds gratitude. It locks in your commitments to the man or woman you want to be and what you want to do. Final part of the 2020-20 formula, very high level, is simply this. Uh, 5.40 to 6 o'clock, this is when you grow. Mm. So when I mentor the billionaires, they all have one thing in common. Incredible levels of, let's call it growth IQ. Let's call it curiosity. Mm. Because, Dan, education is inoculation against disruption. Mm. And the marketplace rewards the woman or man that can deliver the most value. Yes, And so by investing in courses and growth and mentors and all of this, you develop what I call a GCA, a gargantuan competitive advantage. Now it's six o'clock, you have fortified your inner life, and I call these the four interior empires in the book, mm. mindset, heart set, health set, and soul set, mm. which is the beginning of going out into your day and building your exterior empires of creativity, productivity, prosperity, and service to humanity.
2: Hmm, I could see why this is so powerful in, in my mind. They say the first 20 minutes when you exercise, because entrepreneurs sometimes, oh, we get busy. We, we, we meant to go to the gym or we meant to exercise. And, oh, we'll do it after work. And just have you do it after work, you're already exhausted. Then you're like, oh, you know what? Forget it. Oh, I'll do it the next day, right? So that first 20 minutes, I like swimming. When I do that, because when it's that early, no one no one is swimming. And it feels that, it gives me that confidence where, you know, I know most people don't have that discipline, but I, I do, and it just, it sets up the day very, very powerfully. I'll, I'll, I'll share a quick little um, story with you. Please. Right near here, this is the, the Shaw Tower, which uh, the Jim Patterson group, from Jim Patterson, is in here, right? Uh, which oh. is the richest man in British Columbia. Now, what's very interesting is, the whole office every morning is dark, the entire tower. But except his corner office, he gets in the <laughs> office 6 a.m. in the morning every day, Monday to Saturday. So there is a proof. No one else is in the building except him, 6 a.m. in the morning. So it means yeah. that he's probably getting up at 4.30 or even you know 5, maybe probably earlier, 4.30 or 4. There,
1: there is a reason why a lot of the great warriors – a lot of the great military generals. Mm. Nelson Mandela I, w- I was very blessed. I've been inside Nelson Mandela's two times uh pr- prison cell two times as you probably know he spent yes. 18 years on Robben Island. And one of the th- my, and my life changed standing in that great man's prison cell because I saw the I I sensed the suffering and the torture that he went through. Wow. I met someone very close to Nelson Mandela, a member of his family in South Africa. And she told me, you know, Nelson Mandela entered prison, a very angry young man. Mm. But it was the 18 years of isolation and humiliation and torture that allowed him the introspection and the time alone Mm. to build himself so that when he emerged in, I believe, 1991,
2: Mm.
1: he became Nelson Mandela and this force of, good and leadership and possibility in this world where, where we really need pure leaders as never before. Mm. Here's my point. Nelson Mandela was a member of the 5am club. Um, the 5am club book, you know, it's currently one of the best selling books in the world right now because yes. people are using this method and they're realizing that tranquility is the new luxury. It's not handbags. Mm. It's not watches. Mm. It's, there's, there's nothing wrong with a private jet. There's nothing wrong with beautiful houses. There's nothing wrong with abundance. And I think we're singing from the same songbook. 100%. When you build prosperity, you can do beautiful things for yourself, your loved ones, philanthropy, society, you can make alive the lives of people in need so much better. Yes. And yet, I think the real game of an elite performer is to release your gifts and talents through your work and to do your part to make the world a better place through the work you release and the people that you help. Mm. And as far as I can tell, the 5 a.m. Club method, giving yourself that 2020-20 formula, giving yourself one hour while the rest of the world is asleep, to prepare yourself, to build yourself, to reconnect with your higher self. So you're not all about egoism, you're about mm. genuine heroism. Yes. That not only makes you money, it not only makes you a business titan, it makes you a much happier and better human being.
2: Mm. And Robin, over the years, when you have when you mentor industry titans and then billionaires, and a lot of times I want to hear your perspective, besides the morning ritual, what what makes them successful? Like people may have a preconceived ideas, what they are like, but you actually work with them. Uh, So what are they like and what do you think that gives us, gives them the edge compared to everybody else?
1: Well, I'll give you two recent examples, Dan. Um, I run an event called the Titan Summit, very Mm. famous event. I don't do it anymore. This was my last year. Mm. And I had two billionaires on my stage. I had Danny Reese who mm. is the visionary behind Canada goose. Mm, yes. And I had, and I had Chip Wilson, someone who's from the yeah, area. Yes. Lou, the founder of Lulu lemon. Yes. So if I was to deconstruct, uh, what they both had in common, it would be a few things. First of all, these people, they, they they get a vision and they're like a dog that can't <laughs> let go of the vision. Yes. It's like, okay, it's yoga time. I see all these people going into yoga classes and this was in the late, the late uh, 1990s, yes. Chip Wilson. And it's, this is an opportunity. And he's really a product, a technical product guy. And mm. he just saw an opportunity to serve a need that no one, one else was doing. Mm. And I think another thing, Chip Wilson, from my observations, he does not care what people think about him. Because Mm, every, I say this in the 5am club because there's a whole chapter on how do you deal with critics. Oh, yes. Every, Every visionary is initially ridiculed before they're revered. Yes. And so every time you get an idea, a great disruptive idea, if people laugh at you, that's a very good thing because it yeah, means yeah, it's probably… Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah it's, it's the right track.
1: <laughs> okay, so, so, so Chip, for example, mm. I think he's, he saw a vision and he believed in his vision. He didn't care about critics and haters. Mm. Very hard worker. Mm. and then monomaniacal focus. These people understand you can you know, play video games and you can hang out with your friends all the time and you can go to every sporting event and you can live a life of leisure or you can change the world. You don't get to do both. Danny Reese, um, his, his family came up with Canada Goose and he just he had a product that had been tested in the cold Arctic. That's and right. He was, um, he was an English major. Can you believe this? He was an English major, but he decided, let me go into my family's business, the Mm -hmm. Canada Goose business, for a summer. Mm -hmm. And when he was doing this, he went to a European trade show, and he just saw all the people talking about Canada Goose and how warm the, the jackets are. Yes. And he just said, you know what? This is a really amazing product, and the story is just so incredible. And he sort of almost accidentally fell into it and became this billionaire because he just had a great product. So if I was to summarize you know, some of the traits of the billionaires, monomaniacal focus, they don't care about being liked, yeah. they love to learn and grow, they outwork their competition, many of them get up at 5 a.m. to prepare themselves, yeah. and, and you know, it's less about the money and more about filling the need in the marketplace and serving people.
2: It's very, very true because I could see even all the entrepreneurs I have on my show, uh, anyone who achieves any kind of success in in, in a significant way, they are not just a visionary, but they're very obsessive with this is is what I want, right? Yes. And it doesn't matter. It takes me five years, 10 years, 20 years to get there. We're going to get there, right? And this is all they talk about. That's what I always talk about, just vision, vision, vision. This is where we're going. And it's when you, when you, when you're on the way, critics, haters, trolls. I think anyone, any of us, uh, in the even in education space, when we are putting message out there, especially when it's impactful, right? You're gonna get people where they feel like, ooh, you provoke some emotions, right?
1: You know what, Dan? When the 5 a.m. club now it's very widely embraced in the 12 months since the book has been out. Mm. I must share when the when the book first came out, there were some some very Push a few, very, and, and a, few a few very nasty comments.
2: Okay,
1: uh, which which I don't usually get, mm. and it hurt me because I'm a a person who really believes in the message, and I want to serve, and I really care about people, and like yeah. a lot of creative people, I'm sensitive yeah. as well, yeah. Yeah. and that caused me to do some real deep digging. Okay. And what I realized are a few things. To use J.K. Rowling of Harry Potter's words, first of all, for some to love you, some must loathe you. Mm. Number two, when you put your magic out in the world, It's much easier to shoot the messenger than to embrace the message. The 5am club, it's a manifesto for mastery. It's reminding people how to battle proof their hope. It's suggesting to people, do not spend your life being busy, being busy. Here's, it teaches people how to do world class work, how to live world class lives, how to model humanity in a world where a lot of us have given up on the on the higher points of what it means to be human. Well, it's much easier to attack a book. It's much easier to attack Dan or Robin and come up with things about them to say, maybe I should look at my life, my mindsets, my heart sets, my habits, and make some changes so I can actually remember that childhood genius i was intimate with before the world hurt me and caused me to be a critic see that's an act of heroism it's yes. much e- right it's much easier yes. for me to sh- shoot arrows at the people who keyboard,
2: are like a keyboard warrior right i type a message what effort does it take what genius does it take what greatness does it take none
1: you know it it it, it goes back to what i believe theodore roosevelt the real the real honor lies to the man or the woman in the ring, in the arena, it's, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a quote that the Spellbinder character in the 5am club uses, and it comes from the um, Irish playwright George Bernard Shaw. And George Bernard Shaw said in his play, Superman, The Rise of Superman, the reasonable man adapts himself to the world. Mm. The unreasonable man persists in adapting the world to himself. Mm. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. Wow. And when we believe, when we believe in in our vision uh, and our ambition and we want to do amazing things in a world where a lot of people are card carrying members of the cult of mediocrity, because the world has told us to stop dreaming big and, 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 in expressing our gifts and talents, it's a very disruptive act, and that's why leadership is dangerous. Because if you become a really great leader, they'll kill you.
2: Mm. Mm. Wow. That that well, just is just so profound. It's very true. Do you find that? What's your your take on like now in terms of like millennials and young people? What What's happening now? And it seems, of course, we have the I feel we're going through a lot of changes in, yes. in education, in, in technology, in just globalization. There's so many things that uh, it's... First, I feel like we live in a very uncertain time. Um, yes. it, that's also why leadership is so critical. And so it's becoming a rare commodity. I think yes. we have more leaders back then than compared to today, but Robin, what's your take on, like, say, millennial young people and, and how where things are and what do they need to do to to Make sure they thrive in these uncertain times
1: well it's it 's a, a great question I think you know I, I, I try my best not to categorize people whether it 's millenn- millennials or generation X or mm. people in any part of the country I think any part of the world I, I believe there are amazing people on the planet right now I think you 're right though we live in a in a time where there are some trends that i 'm noticing Dan, that are very that are that are causing people to, to be very frightened. And I think this is a terror, what's coming especially is a terrifying time for victims and it's a very exciting time for leaders. And that's why I'm so on fire to get the message of the 5am club out to the world because if, if the world would only join the 5am club, run the 2020 formula, they would find that they would have consistently better days mm. because you're, 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 the way you begin your day dramatically influences the way your day unfolds. Mm-hmm. Your days are your life in miniature, so consistently better days lead to consistently better weeks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Consistently better weeks obviously stack into consistently better quarters, years, decades and a lifetime. And mm-hmm. so if every one of us would only look in the mirror and take responsibility and join the 5am club and apply the method every, every day they would find dramatic improvements in the way they feel, their confidence, their hope, their energy, their creativity, their performance, and their productivity. Mm. And so I, I really believe it's such a, a, a morning habit to battle proof yourself a, a, against what's coming. Now, what's coming? Well, it's already here. Look at the global economy. I mean, oh, you yeah. you know this better than most people. Yeah. How much leverage is there? How many com- countries are bankrupt right now? Yeah. How many people are carrying massive consumer debt because of the confluence of social media, celebrity culture, and so, and, and watching what other people are buying?
2: Yeah.
1: It, there's also wars. There's also a lot of people who've just checked out. And so I think that, you know, in, in the book I say, you know, we've never needed heroes more, so much why wait for them when we can become one of them? I mean, Mother Teresa said, if everyone were only sweep their own doorstep, the whole world would be clean. Mm. And yet what so many of us have, through schooling and through the attitudes of people around us who told us, don't believe in your dreams, don't believe in your gifts, don't believe, you know, geniuses are cut from a different cloth, Elon Musk, Steve Wozniak, Jobs, rockefeller these these oprah winfrey serena williams beyond say these people are different they are not different i've spent 24 years of my life studying geniuses and superstars they just have different habits they just do different things and so if we would all just start doing the habits of we we want the rewards of world class but we're not top the the rituals of world-class, isn't it interesting?
2: Yes, yes. We want a world-class reward, but they, we're not willing to adapt willing world-class habits or put in the world-class effort. It's easier to be yes. an observer, what you're saying, right? They just observe, and now with social media, it's so much easier to just observe, right? Where, right. oh, yeah, that's that's great. and But at the end of the day, they're not willing to, to do the work. It's, 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 it's sad in some way because we now have more information available than ever, right? Now you have, we have access to world-class thinkers and thought leaders and, and entrepreneurs around the world through a podcast, through a book, to think about this is your lifetime work. That's why I always say that a book is like the, the greatest bargain in the world for 10, 20 bucks. If you, you have someone's lifetime work on your hand that you can you have access to for like a little bit, no money, it's amazing.
1: You know dan, i was um I was in Rome over the over the holiday break, and um, we went to the Sistine Chapel ceiling because i i I was feeling creatively a little bit empty, and I believe that when you're around great art and when you're around beautiful cities, it's one way to refill the creative well. And when I walked into the Sistine Chapel and I looked up at Michelangelo's ceiling, mm-hmm. um, it brought tears to my eyes. And it reminded me of the soaring power of every human being to bring their magic into the world. Um, I'm a great believer in human beings, you know. I, I think there's not, a, there's not an extra man, woman, or child on the planet today. Every one of us is built for some kind of glory. No, it doesn't mean we're all going to be billionaires or tennis stars or inventors. But, you know, we can be a great teacher, for example, that shapes the lives of thousands of kids. We can be a great mother or father that raises decent, humble, honorable children. We can be a a startup entrepreneur that comes up with an app that goes out there and disrupts the marketplace and allows for a great life for someone. What I'm suggesting on your point about reading a book, you know, I believe when you see great art, when you read a book, when you see some, a beautiful monument, maybe you listen to a, a great symphony. I believe you're communing with the creator, the creator mm. of that piece. Mm. You know, mm. When you read a book, it's a conversation with the author. Mm. And the hand that puts down the book at some level is a fundamentally different hand. The, I know you've got a very, success, very successful podcast, a very successful YouTube channel. I believe someone who watches one of your episodes at some level, whether they acknowledge it or not being mm. exposed to new learning, plants a seed. Now mm. some will change in a day. S- some might allow the seed to germinate in, in a, a month. Others it could take longer. And, and and let's of course be honest for some, they're never going to make the transformation. Correct. But there, there are a few things as powerful as learning there like for the price of, I mean, you know, I'm talking about the 5am club on, on, on this episode with you, but of course there are so many books on available, but for the price of $20 or $30, I mean, I, I spent a lot of time on social media when, when it's time to do it during the day, just like you do. And mm. sometimes I see people say, you know, Robin, can you send me the PDF? <laughs> they say, Robin, You know, I've heard so many things about the 5M Club. I'll wait till it's out in paperback. Waiting one year to save $5 is why they are stuck. It's the billionaires. I learned this from Warren Buffett. You don't focus. The billionaires focus on the return on investment, not the cost. The victim is stuck on cost. If I buy the book, if I go to the course, if I invest in the tool, it'll cost me this amount of money worrying about the cost is what's costing you your fortune cheap is much more expensive
2: yes and they don't it's the, the problem is they don't it boils down to me it's self-esteem and self-worth because if anyone that values their time they wouldn't wait for one year because they would value my time getting ahead right unleashing my genius uh, getting a new technique getting a new insight that's worth way more the the five dollars that I save on the paperback, it it makes it makes no sense to anyone that's a high achiever. It makes a lot of sense to someone who's like oh, who is stuck, who's playing victim. It's, it's very well, very brings true. Us,
1: you know, Dan. That brings us to what I think a profound point. I'd love to share with with Please. your many many viewers. You said it. It makes no sense because this cognitively, intellectually, it makes no sense. But the reason why people are stuck in the way that we just mentioned, and we're not judging, we're just reporting, yeah. is because it's an emotional wound. We know that we should read. We know we should rise at 5 a.m. We know world-class morning routine is a game changer. We know we should be great in our work. We know we should work hard. We know we should be loving. We know we should go the extra mile for our customers. We he, Here's what I believe, is the missing link to personal transformation. Because everyone's talking about mindset. Mm. But mindset is our psychology. Mm. And so when we get an idea in our psychology, it will never work if our emotionality is wounded. And Mm. in the 5am club, there's a, a very disruptive model, and it's called the Four Interior Empires, and there's what it looks like. That's right, yes. Now, it's very disruptive because almost everyone in the leadership, personal mastery space is talking about mindset. Mindset is everything, a lot of people say. Here is what I humbly offer. Mindset is only 25% of the personal mastery equation because Mm -hmm. your mindset is your psychology, it's your Mm -hmm. thinking. Mm -hmm. If mindset was everything, we would read a positive thinking book and everything would be okay. Mm. The real challenge we face is from the moment we leave childhood, we experience macro and micro trauma. Now, I know we're going deep, but I know you're I the love kind it. of person I, I who likes it. to go it. deep. I'm so already this, thinking. Mm-hmm. This is what people aren't talking about. We read the books. We go to the courses. Why is transformation sustainable? It's because we get it in our mindset, but mindset isn't everything. There's also this new term I've introduced in the 5M club called heart set which is mm. your emotional life. So mm. when you're a little kid you don't get invited to a party, micro trauma. Maybe you're abused, macro trauma. You're 15 you want to be an astronaut, your teacher says you're stupid, micro or macro trauma. The very nature of life is failure, I believe. You you started 15, uh, 13
2: businesses. That's correct
1: right and, and,
2: that's and mac, macro trauma right there
1: macro trauma, you know and yeah. there's a phrase i wrote down that i really like that you teach losses with lessons yes. but you know that creates trauma now the world says don't feel. The world, especially to men, the world says live in your head. So Mm -hmm. what we do, Dan, is we suppress and repress the feelings of failure, shame, guilt, anger, sorrow. Here's what happens. We're now 25, 35, 55, 85. We get intellectually what we should do, but we have this field of hurt inside of us that blocks us. So now we go out in the world, and we want to join the five AM club. We want to develop amazing habits. We want to express our genius. We want to make economic fortunes. We want to be productive. But we're at war. The limbic system, our t- our psychology, our excuse me, our our psychology might be optimized, but our heart set on our emotionality, uh, emotionality might be a mess. And that's why I believe there are four interior empires to work Mm. on every morning while Mm. the rest of the world is asleep. It's your mindset, which is psychology, your heart set, which is your emotional life, your health set, which is your physical life. And then let's get a little even deeper, your soul set, which is Mm. your spiritual life that a lot of people don't talk about. But I think it's mission critical to being a great entrepreneur and a high functioning human
2: being. Yes, and we're talking about spiritual. It doesn't mean with religious, right? We're talking about your spiritual life, right? Where your soul, your, your well-being. And, and the funny thing is, when I talk to high achievers, or I talk to entrepreneurs, in, in any category, most of them, not all of them, but most of them are actually very, very spiritual or they've actually spent a lot of time studying and, and learning spiritual work, religious or not. But they definitely believe in a higher purpose, a higher calling and, and they focus on that aspect of the, of the life as well, right which through I think your you're work right. yeah, through your work, of course it, it shows a, a thousand percent.
1: You know I, thank you for, for, for that. I, I work very hard on my spiritual life because I think success without soulfulness is a very empty victory. I've, I've mentored so many billionaires, they've got the jets and they've got the fortunes. And yet they've got broken hearts because they say, what's the point? There's no meaning. I look out of the window of my yacht or my jet or my homes and I don't feel the sunrise. I don't feel the beautiful garden. I, I don't feel connected to my family. And so what I've really tried to do, you know, this, this, this quirky billionaire in the 5M club, Mr. Riley, he teaches how to build prosperity and productivity, but there's that whole, chapter about entering the magic the 11 letters that he teaches to his two students in the south african vineyard Mm. which is You know make money because of what you can do for yourself your family and the world Mm. but also Reconnect with Your your higher self and that's really what soul set is it's I believe there is an inner warrior at the core of every human being and Mm. you know, there's our egoic self Which is our wounded self. And that's why so many entrepreneurs and leaders, I think, are so selfish. It's Mm. they're coming from a very wounded place, like Mm. not enough, Mm. scarcity. Mm. And so that becomes a drug of choice. You make a million, you want 10 million. You make 10 million, someone Mm. else has 20 million. Someone has a billion, but Buffett has 80 million, billion Mm. or what? And it becomes this drug that is a recipe for misery. And I think, you know, that's because we've lost the connection with our spiritual self or our soul set. And that is simply, you're right. It's not about religion. It's about this wiser, undefeatable part of us that it, that the great poets and mystics have all written about. And it's, it's, you know, it, it's about being in the world, but I'm not of the world. I mean, just imagine being in a mm. place where you're, you're, you're beautifully going through the world mm. you're working and you're, You've built this beautiful life, but it's a big joke because Mm. there's a part of you that's watching the whole thing and then doesn't really need it. And even if your life falls apart and you lose everything, it really doesn't take you off your peace and joy because your natural nature is peace and joy and your peace and joy doesn't come from what you have in the world and who you are in the world. That is a place of true heroism.
2: Wow, that that is very, very profound. As you, you're sharing that, it just have so many flashbacks and so many memories and how my own life has evolved. Just like in the beginning, just like most people, I was driven by survival, right? I wanted to start a business, take care of my family, take care of my mom, be able to take care of myself, just just like most people, pay the bills, right? Yeah. And then afterwards, uh, like you said, I was, I'm not proud to admit it, but I was driven by, I would say from 20 to 30 years old, driven by my my ego self, right? Where it's, like you said, it's success. It's because of the wound. Because at the, at the young age, I was bullied, right? I was invisible in class. I, I, I was wow. a, a failure as a student, and I wanted to prove to the world, like, look at me, look at how smart I am. Look at how I'm, I'm more successful, right? All of that, and when, you, like you said, you, you, you got the car, you got all the stuff, your vacation. You, you, once you have all that, exactly what, like you said, that there's a part of the, 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 all those traumas, they weren't healed, right? And then you just keep chasing them. Okay, if it's not this thing, it's the next thing. Let me let me get the next thing and it'll be fine, right? And then they get the next thing. Well, no, seriously, so it's gotta be the next thing. And I couldn't pinpoint what it is until I study more of like work like, like what you created and other spiritual work where then I transition what I call from success to significance. That it is not, that I have this gift, I have these talents, I have this, the, the greatness and the skills and the genius that I could share with the world, the message and everything I do. That's what I realized. Like you said, I don't have to achieve something to be happy. I can happily achieve. Um, and that's, like, I'm so glad you shared that. It's 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 very profound in my in my own life through this journey. It's 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 incredible.
1: Well, you know, I'm on the same journey. Um, I I've never seen myself as a guru, Dan. Mm. I think, um, you know, I, I ha- I've had my wounds. That I you you were very honest and you were very truthful in what you just shared. And and I must do the same f- for you and your 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 viewers. You know, I've experienced my wounding and I've had. My life, I think it's it's just the nature of of human life and we we all go through tragedies and I've done a lot of inner work on myself to move through a lot of my wounding. Mm. Um, am I where I want to be? Absolutely not. Am I a better man and stronger man than I used to be? Absolutely. And you know, I, I want to be very clear because there's no question a lot of your viewers want the money and they want the productivity, and they want the social currency.
2: The success. All of that. And
1: success. Mm -hmm. And and, and the 5M Club, you know, I want to serve people where they're at. And the 5M Club is a manifesto to do that. It's based on, you know, two decades of my work with the most Mm -hmm. successful people on the planet. But Mm -hmm. the book is very clear that FFA is not as important as JPF. Now, here's what I mean by that. Mm. FFA, fame, fortune, and applies mm. pales in comparison to joy, peace, and freedom. Mm. So, so please, if you want the material things and the net worth and the high top line and bottom line in your business, a lot of the metrics of success that society says, that is success, please go do it. And I, I've spent much of my adult lifetime helping people do it. But I must say that if someone's thinking, and I say this with great respect, but if someone's thinking those things will bring them JPF, joy, peace, and freedom, no. No. then they're, they're no. like drug addicts. No. You know, it's like, okay, let me get those things to fill an inner wound. Nothing on the outside will ever fill a hole on the inside. Yes. And at, at this stage of my life, I mean, is success important? You know, am I, am I happy with the success? Yes. Does it make me feel much different? Absolutely not. John Kabat-Zinn, the great Zen teacher, wherever you go, there you are. And so, you know, it's a, it's a great illusion. If I make more money, if I have that house, if I have millions of social media followers, I'll wake up happy. No, you will wake up with who you are just with more social media followers. And so I, I think you know at this place of my life. If you were to ask me what yes. what what do I think it's about, I think it's about doing work that represents your magic. I'm, I'm oh, big on it. the cra- I love I
2: love it. I'm that. big on
1: the that. craft. <laughs> yes, you know? yes. It's like be a virtuoso. Mm. You know, release have the patience and the skill to release art. What else do I think it's about? Family. I w- I went to my partner's 90 year old grandmother's birthday this, uh, sorry, last year. And I asked her in a quiet moment, you know, you're 90. What's mm. most important. Oh, Robin family,
2: family. Yes. So,
1: so my family, my, my parents are in their eighties. Mm. I just, you know, I, I read about the passing of your, 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 your father and what, mm. it, what, what it did to you. And, yes. you know, so I think it's about family. And then I think it's about, travel,
2: mm, no, you know, yes. don't want, you don't want experience. To
1: so experience, experience economy. You don't want to get to the end of your life and have, have built a great company and lots of money and not have swum with the dolphins in Mauritius like mm. the character, like the characters in the 5M club. You don't want to miss Rome. You don't mm. want to miss Buenos Aires. You don't mm. want to miss Hong Kong, which I believe yes. you were born there. Yes. You, don't to, you don't want to miss Paris. You, you mm. don't want to miss the Louvre. You know, I took my kids in there when they were four and six and said, Dad, Mona Lisa's pretty small. And, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you don't want to miss going to Florence and seeing Michelangelo's David. Mm. So, mm. you know, you don't want to miss what's most important in life.
2: It's very, very true, it's very true. It's, it's like, when, one thing I teach my students is, is asking this simple question. If you have 10 times more money today, would you still do what you do, right? And if the answer is no, that may not be your craft, that may not be your mastery. Maybe it's a stepping stone, but it's good to reflect in your life, hey, am I, am I, is this my purpose, right? And if the answer is yes, yeah. then you know the money is just a byproduct of the value that you deliver to the world. It just happens to be, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting how this works. Uh, Robin, I'm sure you see it. People who chase money, most of the time they don't get the money. The people who chase mastery, greatness, and and being uh, a servant to many, money just comes. Faster, easier, with less effort. It's you know, it's, it's It's a very ironic thing for people to understand, but that's how life works. It's,
1: it's the, it's the, it's the grand paradox of prosperity yeah. chase money and it runs away. Work. And, he, and here's why. If your focus on is on money, your focus is off releasing the magic, the masterworks, the world-class products that serve the marketplace, which cause them to fall in love with your products. That makes you the money. Yes, you know, um, I, I I had uh, Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple. Apple, yes. On on, on one of my stages, he said, "I, I never wanted to be a billionaire." He said, "Me and Steve uh, Steve Jobs, I think wanted mo- money a bit more than Wozniak." Yes, but yes. Wozniak told me, he said, "It was the code. We wanted to be best in the world and do code that no one else was doing. It was the craft, and so." And I think that brings up another point because there's so much about hustle and grind. In the oh book. yes. Let's talk about and, that. I love to like talk about that. That's big. And, and you know, there's this model in the book, the twin cycles of elite performance, ah, nice, which nice. is, you know, it's sort of giving per, it's explaining to entrepreneurs that hustle and grind is the beginning of the end.
2: Oh, I love it. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. and I
1: think what, what happens is if all we do is grind then you will actually deplete your assets which make you your fortune. And there's five assets I talk about in the 5am club, mm. your mental focus, your physical energy, mm. your personal willpower, your original talents, and your daily time. Mm. And so what the billionaires I've mentored and I've helped them do this, it's not a short game, it's a long game. And so the idea is to protect your energy, to protect your inspiration, to protect your health, to protect your sense of wonder so that you don't burn it out by hustle and grinding. Mm -hmm. And so a very specific tactic, there's um, the 10 rituals of daily genius that I explain in the book, but I'm going to offer, we talked about the 2020 formula. So I'm going to talk about another tactic to do every day. And it's it's called the second wind workout. And if you believe that exercise is a game changer, you swim every morning. Mm. I love SoulCycle. But what I do at the end of my workday is I do a second wind workout. Now, Mm. I love nature walks. There's a reason why Churchill, why a lot of the great military leaders, why a lot of the great um, entrepreneurs, a lot of the great creative people loved walking in nature mm. it is your doorway into the flow state mm. you are you're, you're alone mm. solitude builds flow nature builds flow movement builds flow mm. so it might be three o'clock or four o'clock at the end of your workday go out do a mountain bike ride or do a daily nature walk for one hour and during that time breathe the fresh air maybe listen to a podcast or an audiobook or mm. maybe just be alone, and what that will do is it'll again burn more uh, calories it 'll increase your metabolic rate it 'll build willpower you 'll find you have a second wind for your evening so you can read, be with your family, and be productive versus exhausted so the The larger point is elite performers are not linear; they don 't work day and night like a marathoner they sprint, work, pull back, and recover, work, recover. You know, you are paid to deliver magic. You're not paid to be busy being busy. I
2: I, I love it. I love it. There's so many golden nuggets that Robin, did you, you share with my audience today? Like, I really appreciate it. For our audience, what is the best way to to, to get the book? I mean, there's, of course Amazon, absolutely. Uh, what are some of the best ways to get the whole other
1: book? Yes, the 5 a.m. club is is available at Amazon. Uh, it's also the I hear the audiobook is awesome the the, the reader has done a wonderful job uh, and that's available at audible.com if anyone's interested in the audiobook. Mm. The 5m club is also uh, in bookstores around the world now I think it's in the first twelve months it's in 36 countries wow. and it's uh, topping bestseller lists in I think seventeen countries right now so we're it's growing into a movement of early risers. Who are realizing the value of this 2020-20 formula and all the methods I teach in the book. And two final things, if I may, Dan. Yes. Please. At the end of the book, at the end of the book, there's, and I want to emphasize, it's at the end of the book because a lot of people are asking, where do you get the course? At the end of the book, there is a link to a free 66-day video-based mentoring course that wow. allows people my mentoring after they finished the book for 66 days to help them install the 2020 formula and the 10 rituals of daily genius. Again, no charge whatsoever. And finally, a portion of my royalties are going to help children suffering from leprosy. And that's another conversation, but it came from a challenge my dad gave me, uh, who was a family physician for 54 years, and he worked with lepers. And he said, Robin, if you ever have a chance to help children suffering from leprosy who live in these colonies. And it's still, I mean, this disease is still on the planet. So I'm doing my best um, to, to, to help people suffering from it. So when people read the 5M Club, they can know they not only get, you know, an amazing book full of tactics and philosophies that will serve their rise very well. They will help people in, in some real need. So
2: um, I just want to mention that thank you thank you Robin and with your work where where do you see yourself in three to five years huh. now, now you're doing not doing live events you're focusing on putting your creativity your your genius in book form but in three to five years
1: um, you know cre- uh, cr- in terms of my craft I, mm-hmm. I like I mentioned yes I, I want to be an even better author and I want to really work on the craft and I want to impact more people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I try not to rest on my laurels and winning formulas. So I try to follow my creative integrity. That's why I'm not doing the Titan Summit anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very successful event, but I just didn't have the same fire to do it. And mm-hmm. I think if you're open, your, your, your joy leads you to where you're supposed to go. And so it's mm-hmm. writing um, and, and still doing online things. But that's what's exciting me. I want to keep on working on philanthropy. That's very meaningful to me. Yes. I want to um, you know, be an even better family man uh, because I really keep working at that. And I just want to keep on working on myself like you work on yourself. I just read more books, do more healing, visualize, pray, meditate more, have more interesting conversations and see the world as long as I'm blessed to be on the planet.
2: No, I love it, I love it. And and I think the key takeaway, what we're saying is, the habits. the f- the book, I think what makes the book so powerful is it's not a book that you read, it's a book that you use. And what my recommendation for my reader and then for my viewer, my fans, is there. there's a lot in Robin's book. Don't feel like you gotta do everything, because it would feel like there's a lot. Just take, you know, you can cafeteria this. If you like certain chapters, use certain chapters, install those habits in your life, and. And from there, you I think you'll, see, you'll be motivated because you see significant change in your life, then you'll be motivated to apply more and more of those techniques. So Robin, thank you so much for being on the Dan Lok Show. It's great to connect. And I've been you know, an admirer, a student of your work for so many years. So uh, I'm so honored that you're here and sharing your wisdom with us.
1: Uh, I'm struck by your humility being so successful, Dan. I, I- Very much enjoyed our time together, and I just want to say I really appreciate everything that you're doing for the world, and I appreciate your engagement in this uh, conversation. I really enjoy it. So thank thank you, you thank you very much. Thank you, Robin.
2: Thank you, thank you.
0: That's it for today's episode of the Dan Lok Show. Head over to thedanlokshow.com and be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes you are guaranteed to expand your thinking, your network and your network. So be sure to subscribe to the show today. Dan also has a gift for you. Go to www.danlogshow.com because there are bonuses when you subscribe.